When your hair is in a state of disrepair, sleek, easies. When your hair's always a mess, but you wanna outshine the rest, sleek, easies keeps you looking your best. Sleek, easies. Get sleek easies anywhere potions are sold. For one sickle off, please use the code Potterwatch at checkout. That's Potterwatch at checkout. Chapter 6 The Ghoul in Pajamas. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is. is- Potter Potter watch. Watch. We're doing chapter six today. The ghoul and pajami mammies. <laughs> pajami whammies. Pajami jays. The ghoul and PJs. Do you say pajamas or pajamas? Pajamas. Same. Normally I say pajami jays if I'm honest. Jim jams. Jammies. My yeah. jammies. <laughs> never, never pajamas. Too never. formal. Too formal. Um, what did you rename this chapter? I renamed it Molly's Malicious Meddling. Ooh. Um, she knows what she did. Yeah, I have uh, <clears throat> quite the note. <laughs> my opinion um I renamed it it was decided years ago because I love oh. that line <laughs> yeah that's a good line um should I haiku yeah haiku a soup up okay no planning packing under Molly's eye to do's must keep everyone safe was it my best work? No, no, no. It was good. I just it just ended but I because you said what was your the end of your middle line? To do's. No, 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 no. To do's. Yeah, my lines are weird. They're not like it's not a five seven. That's five. fine, but what is the line that ends with an I? Under like Molly's a, eye. Under Molly's eye. And then I thought you were gonna be like, everyone must die. Like I was like was like, oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> Just because it was a rhyme. Um yeah, I didn't rhyme this time, so um. Uh, my haiku is Molly's in a rage. The crew gets on the same page. The Horcrux wars wage. That's good. Excellent. <laughs> it's also not my best work. It's really leaning on the fact that I rhymed things. It's not a very good haiku. I said, I'm proud of Ron for standing up to Harry like this at the beginning. Yeah, he's, like, really talking the real talk in this chapter. But I also understand where Harry's coming from, that, like, a wedding isn't top priority at this moment. Yeah. And just for context, Ron is, like, you can't just take off. You're not of age. Also, like, we can stay one extra day for this wedding. Yeah. Um, I do think it's funnier in the book. I mean, in the movie, 
when Harry's like, well, let's just go. And Ron's like, you want us to leave without Hermione? I know. I actually hate that they do that in the movie. Like, come on. Yeah, I think it's funny because it's like, yeah, Ron's like, we wouldn't survive a day without her. (laughs) And he's correct. Um, Ron is like pretty upbeat in this chapter, but I'm also like not too surprised that he burns out the first. He's like, it's going to be a great year, guys. We're gonna yeah, he really, <laughs> Harry's like, are you sure you're prepared? And he's like, I got it. Okay. There's a ghoul in my attic. <laughs> um, Okay, so I have, this is where my Mrs. Weasley notes begin. I, I just realized I have one more note about Ron. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, I did think he made a really valid point when Harry was like, don't they realize how important? And Ron's like, no, they don't realize how important it is. Like, no one knows what you're gonna we're going to be doing. And that's like the way it's supposed to be. Like, you have to yeah. remember that. And I thought that was like really good on Ron. Yeah. Um. I do think Mrs. Weasley, like Jim Dale's voice for her when she's doing what she's doing, sounds like Umbridge. Yep. I have the exact same note. And I said, and that's a read. I said, not (laughs) Not to Jim. Not to Jim. Sorry. (laughs) Correct. We'll put a little clip in. Ron and Hermione seem to think that the three of you are dropping out of Hogwarts. She began in a light, casual tone. Oh, said Harry. Well, yeah, we are. The mangle turned of its own accord in a corner, wringing out what looked like one of Mr. Weasley's vests. May I ask why you are abandoning your education? said Mrs. Weasley. Well, Dumbledore left me stuff to do, mumbled Harry. Ron and Hermione know about it, and they want to come too sort of stuff it sounds a lot like i mean it is a little bit his voice for sure but yeah that you can just tell the way that manipulation is going down like the sweet voice yeah like and what exactly will you be doing while you won't be at school Mm uh-huh uh-huh uh, it sounds a little bit like who would ever want to hurt children? Yeah. And Is- may I ask why you are not reading your book today? <laughs> I like knew this part was coming, but I still, it was like worse still reading it. Like just, I just had so, I felt like there were just so many implications that I thought about more this time, but I was really proud of how Harry dealt with it. I think he handled it really well. He handled it very maturely. I think Harry was like, I'm not mistaken. And I mean, I'll say this for Molly. Like I, like we already established how we feel about it, but I, I, she's totally coming from a place of fear. And I think that that's valid. And I mean, she does end up losing a child. Like she knows how serious and scary this is. And I know that she's just trying to protect her people. I mean, and she did lose her brothers in the last war. She lost her twin brothers. So like Bill's already been attacked. Like Arthur was attacked. Attacked. George was attacked. Yeah, like that's fresh. Fresh. Yeah, I think she's just like, my family is not gonna, 
my whole family can't survive this. We're right. all in the in the yeah. line of fire. So no, I I get where she's coming from, but I think she's being absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it's well, it's just like she's being ridiculous, but I also think it's more dangerous for her mm-hmm. to be behaving like this. Like if you like it's worse to pretend like it's not happening. And I'd like to give the um very um pertinent example of teaching abstinence to children like if you pretend like they're not going to have sex they're going to have unsafe sex so if you're going to pretend that harry and ron and hermione are not going to go defeat Voldemort, then they're going to do it badly and they're not going to be planned and well prepared for it okay which is kind of what happens they have to like go in a hurry and they have like thank god for hermione again (laughs) always always thank god for hermione I mean, I know we're not there yet, but Harry's going to be like, oh, I shoot. I forgot my invisibility cloak. I forgot my clothes. And Hermione's like, I got it. We're good. I got it. Okay. I packed them. Um, yeah. Um, and I know it's like, and I don't mean this in a sexist way. Like Arthur needs to control his woman kind of thing. That's not how this is. I'm trying to make this come off, but I do think he should step in a little bit. Like here. her partner and co-parent. Should. Right. Should say so, like, and vice versa. If Arthur was doing this, I would want Molly to step in. Like if my partner was doing this, I would be like, you're, I understand where you're coming from, but you're being ridiculous. You have to let those kids prepare for what they're doing. Cause this is not just like a, like you're saying, this is not just a, oh, I think the kids have too much screen time. I'm trying to avoid a marital squabble. This is the fate of the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and Ron's right. Like she doesn't know, but she knows that it's something and she knows that Dumbledore's asking for it. If Ginny can figure it out, Mrs. Weasley can figure it out. And I do think you're right. Arthur's the only person that she would listen to. And he's like, mm, I'm going to help y'all. He's but like, I'm not to you. I'm going to go fix a motorbike, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We get Hermione's story about her parents. Oh, well, I did have wondered about Ginny. I know you just said that she like figured it out and like, it Jenny's like sad in these chapters because yeah. I'm like maybe she should be part of the team I don't know I'm just saying <laughs> she's not allowed to be because of Dumbledore's orders yeah which also, I have Ron I've, and Jenny together on a trip not good I do feel like Jenny should go she can't though because she's not of age yeah that, it, I think if she was they would take her I mean they wouldn't but <laughs> I think Harry might have. I truly do. She's like a good member of the team. She, yeah, but she the would, whole reason she would they're be not... a better member of the team than Ron. Yes, but the whole reason like they're not even together is because she could be used against him. Like right, but yeah, I don't know. I think things would be different if she were of age. A lot of things would be different if she were of age, yeah. like if she were their same age. But um, oh my god, if Ron and Ginny were twins, <laughs> how fun! um uh but so when when miss no no no, i'm at that no 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 when miss weasley says and i'm sure the grangers would like to know about it too (laughs) then my my head just went the grangers are in australia (laughs) 
Also, when have they ever been worried about what her Yeah, I was like, that's a stretch, Mrs. Beasley. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I thought you were already at that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have so many notes before we get there. (laughs) I thought so, too. And then I remembered what that note meant. Also, like, Harry's like, I don't support Puddlemere United. And I'm like, (laughs) what about Wood? Like, do we not support him, Harry? No, he, Harry said, I support my future wife's team only, the Hollyhead Harpies and the, um, the, what's the, what do they call them? The Chudley the, Cannons. Uh, the Chudley Cannons to keep the peace with Ron. Yeah, I guess Harry never has a team that he is behind. But he, I think, specifically doesn't, because remember, Ron gets mad at Cho for being like, I support, isn't that the Chudley Cannon? Not the Chudley Cannon. Isn't that the Puddlemere United? It might be. I think so. So I think Harry's like, I'm not a bandwagoner. (laughs) Ron said it's a bandwagon to support Puddlemere. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Mrs. Weasley, my notes are just angry. I was like, Mrs. Weasley gets on my last nerve in this chapter. (laughs) She's just so petty. That's what it is. And she's like good at it. I also don't know why they don't talk at night. Right. But truly, and maybe it's because I'm an adult now reading this. Like, I don't know if when I was like 17 reading this, I felt the same way. But I feel like I would have snapped back at Mrs. Weasley. If this went on for a couple of days, like they are being too nice to her. I would not have. I do. <sighs> I would have been like, we said we would help with the wedding and we have been and we will, but we also need to plan for this. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know, like. As, like, a friend of a family, like, I don't think I would ever feel comfortable talking to, like, a parent of a friend like that. If I, w- if I were Hermione, I couldn't do it. If I were Harry, I would have done it. And if I were Ron, I 100% would have done it. If Jenny was in the group, she would have done it weeks ago. Oh, Jenny would have definitely done it. <laughs> right. Like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just, I couldn't, I don't, it, I couldn't hold myself back because it's, it's so clear what she's doing. Because for me, the, the guilt trip wouldn't work on me. Like, when she comes in and she's like, I thought you guys said that you agreed to help. I would have been like, and we have been. Yeah, I wouldn't have felt bad about that. Like Hermione like freaks out. And I would have been like, we finished our tasks and we're talking now. Like if you want us to do something else, just let us know. Yeah. Or why don't you give us a list of things you need done at the beginning of the day and we'll make sure to get those done. But we need at least um, three hours a day to prep for um, this world ending mission that we're going on. Thank you. I think Harry definitely gets there because I just always think about how con- how Harry takes control at Shell Cottage. He's like, mm-hmm. no, Bill, this is what I need and you're <laughs> going to give it to me and that's it. And I'm like, okay, Harry, that's what that's the energy we do need right now. <laughs> well, uh, I was just uh, pulling things for um, a video that's coming out on the YouTube channel where we are talking about dateable Harry Potter characters. And I had to pull some. Jessa and Alex watch. 
yes jess and alex watch it'll be up before out already before this video comes out so check it out if you're interested um but i had to pull the scene the scene with lupin <gasps> and um and i was looking at it and i was like oh harry goes off <laughs> yeah he, he goes off interesting yeah. because oh really because i'm pretty ashamed of you yike <laughs> oh man i love it yeah i like when harry like be like uses his leadership skills that he does have yeah um But yeah, sorry, that's the end of my rant about Mrs. Weasley for now. But I was just like, oh my goodness. Most of my notes um, coming up are all about like the dinner table conversation with like the order members. Oh, I'm still at Harry and Jenny. I'm so sorry. Okay. No, no, I jumped ahead because I thought we were jumping ahead. So Harry, you're a terrible liar. <laughs> When, he, when Jenny's like, oh, so that's what you're doing. And he's like, no, um, I was talking about, and she's like, could you please stop? Like, I'm sure somebody else will take care of you more. <laughs> and then they get horny AF. Can you blame them? Horned up in the kitchen. I mean, you know, I feel like one last hurrah before you leave. I don't think they've had sex. I know we were talking about last book I know I don't think they I mean like I this is gonna I would love it if they had but I don't think they have because they feel like they might have gotten close but they haven't really crossed that boundary yet that's what all that tension is yeah I mean I still will pretend like they have just because I think it's fun but I I could I could definitely see them but I think Jenny's plan is to like have them have sex before he goes for the first yeah. time, like before Ron ruins everything. Right. So I think they, I don't think they have, I think that's Jenny's like, I've, I wanted to give you something to remember me why. And she's like, I love that movie. scene, by the way. I think it's so cute when he, and she, where, what does she say? She says something like, in case there's any Vila's out on the. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a really good theory. Oh, I fuck Ron. Like, come on. I know he messes. He, oh, he's so. Of all people. Although I, I I think I already said this. He's not really giving a relationship advice. He is defending his sister, which I appreciate. Yeah. I kind of appreciate it. And I'm also annoyed. Like, I think <laughs> what he's, he's like coming from the right place, I guess. And I think it's like, he means really well by it. Yeah. And not even in like a douchey way, like how he's been like weird big brother before. No, like, he's not genuine. Yeah. Not like the whole Dean stuff. Um now I'm at um the order members at the table. Can you not redo a Fidelius charm? Like <laughs> It's like one and done on a house. I think so. That's what they imply here. And like, I, yeah, I get, it's just odd because like, 
the whole thing with Lily and James was that Harry even says, like, I guess this is what happens to a house when the Fidel when the the people that the Fidelia Charm was protecting like die. Mm-hmm. But like I guess the Grimmauld place is protecting so many people, like everyone would have to die for like something like that to happen. Right. Not just like Sirius or like Dumbledore. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know. But it seems unsafe. I mean, they're saying that it's unsafe, but it's also, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's even worth it to have it. Yeah, I think they're making the right call to be like, yeah. yeah. But Harry, I'm like, that's his house. Like, is he just, you know. Well, hopefully when the war is over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so one of my favorite parts of this chapter is I love when, like, Ron stomps his feet about cleaning his room. And he's like, Harry and I like it this way, Mom. And it just, like, reminds me as the reader that they're still teenagers it was just such a teenage fight like I feel like I've had that fight that exact fight with my mom like I like it that way it's not your room what are they gonna do have the wedding in my bedroom I had such secondhand embarrassment because (laughs) I've definitely had that as a teenager but I also was like Ron, you're supposed to be showing your mom that you can be on your own and that you're mature enough for this situation. You're doing a bad job. (laughs) I just thought it was so funny. I had another um, logistical question. Yeah. So Harry's like, they didn't do like a hearing, obviously, for all of his underage magic. But if, like, they wanted to and they were like, oh, we caught him doing underage magic. They could have put him in Azkaban, which I don't understand why they don't do. But, like, so, obviously, he wouldn't have gone to the ministry. Harry would be like, I'm not coming there for that. But, like, so if he hadn't, could they have done anything about his, like, magic if he's not there? No, I think he can be on the run. Because one, they don't have any control over your magic if they're not in the presence of you. It's the same way that like Hagrid, his wand got broken, but they can't control whether or not he's actually actively doing magic. Or like when they wanted to arrest Dumbledore and he was like, fuck that. (laughs) Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I do think that the trace is like an annoying thing though yeah I mean under normal circumstances it makes sense no yeah but here it's rough um I have a follow-up note to something I made early like um chapters ago but I made it about a joke about how the wizarding world needs more capitalism but (laughs) the system that they're in and the wizarding system as a whole I feel like leads to all of this like like um like fear like everyone is scared like that's what Ron is talking about like why don't people stand up to him or like whatever and Arthur like kings are like people are scared like they don't know what's happening and I feel like the wizarding world in particular is like so bad about getting information out like mm-hmm. and I know I brought this up before but like you have the daily prophet maybe you have like the quibbler and you can send individual like 
letters to people, but they don't have like, I guess, like some sort of platform for people to say like, Hey, this is what's happening. Like they end up doing like the radio thing, but that's like, so ends up being, they don't have social media. Exactly. (laughs) Or like, even before social media, like there were ways that people like got messages out. A raven. Hmm? (laughs) A raven. Yeah. I just mean like, you know, like, no, I know ex- I know what you mean. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> I'm just being annoying. Like, how do you get uh, a movement? Like, like if you met, like, the civil rights in the 60s, like, they found ways to, like, make sure, like, people knew the information that people needed to know. And I'm sure it was still really challenging, but, like... But I think I think it's similar to how people are... How the order gets things done and, you know, like they find cute ways like with the coins or like through pamphlets and stuff like that secret meetings like this person tells this person tells this person I think in general the ministry this is gonna really shock everyone but I think the ministry is a corrupt government that's why all of the information is it's like censored because right people are scared and they don't get information because the ministry doesn't want them to have information. We saw it with Voldemort the first, like not the first time, but we saw it with Voldemort with um, uh, Fudge. And now we're seeing it with Scrimger, even though that's not really Scrimger's fault right now, but. Exactly. Like, and I, and I know that like they are creative, but there's no like, yeah, I like, obviously like nothing like social media, but they just don't have very many avenues to like let people know like there are people fighting and things like that and yeah I do think the radio the thing is a great invention and I think that um is smart I'm sure there are um uh ex- uh, Patronus chains that go along to for need yeah. to know people yeah. um yeah um, I just think about countries that like you just can't trust like what your government is telling you and then if social media is banned in your country like how do you find out you know the truth and I think I mean obviously every country's in this like predicament of like fi- how do you find out the truth like when there's so much misinformation out there but mm-hmm. I don't know it's just interesting like you think wizard wizards would have more avenues of this kind of communication I guess yeah and this yeah, is why in fan fiction <laughs> I give them spell phones <laughs> <laughs> yeah they need zoom for wizards you know yeah <laughs> did you watch that like two-hour video that was going around about like a Hogwarts zoom class I certainly did not watch it it was really video. funny it like it like went viral. I don't think it was actually two hours. I just remember it being a long YouTube video. I didn't watch it either because it was too long for even me. <laughs> but uh, I remember it looked, I watched some of it and it was funny. It was, Snape was the teacher trying to give a Zoom. Oh gosh. A Zoom class during quarantine. <laughs> oh boy. That would be interesting. Yeah. I like that Arthur has his hobbies. Me too. I don't know if now with the wedding and the war is the best time to be working on a motorbike, but I guess you have to do something to keep your mind off the the grind. Yeah. He needs a break from the wedding stuff. <laughs> and besides Harry, Ron, and Hermione are doing it all. So. Right. 
he doesn't have tasks anymore and I just I always love his little connection with Harry like they just have this this little muggle come on Harry you'll get it (laughs) you know it's got gears and look at this battery (laughs) top notch um Okay, in Hermione's defense of her tears, those boys are being pretty dark. Like, too soon, boys. Too oh, soon. with the Mad-Eye stuff? Yeah. Um, I really appreciate Ron trying so hard to be a good person. I Me feel like too, he's making moves. He doesn't do New Year's resolutions. He does, like, new school year resolutions for <laughs> new- Ron. Ron said, new year, new me. <laughs> New book, new me. I'm going to be really sensitive. Harry's going to be the one with no tag. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a note for Jim. I don't like that Jim, when Hermione's like, no, no, no. He like does it in a a kind of sarcastic, almost placating voice. And I think Ron is actually being genuine here with Hermione. I don't think he's like doing a, oh, no, 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 of course, which is what Jim does. And I was like, oh, thanks, Ron. I'm sorry. She blew her nose and hiccuped. It's just so awful, isn't it? Right after Dumbledore. I just never imagined Mad-Eye dying. Somehow he seems so tough. Yeah, I know, said Ron, giving her a squeeze. But you know what he'd say to us if he was here? Constant vigilance, said Hermione, mopping her eyes. That's right, said Ron, nodding. He'd tell us to learn from what happened to him, and what I've learned is not to trust that cowardly little squit, Mundungus. I feel like there has to be a tinge of phoniness just because it's so out of character. Like, he is putting on airs a little bit. Yeah, but, <laughs> I like, it's just that the end of their conversation feels, like, very genuine. Yeah. When, he's, when she's when he's saying all that stuff about like you know what mad i would say like that just felt yeah. real oh, and, yeah. then, and jim does take on like a serious tone for that bit but i was like for sure i just i want to think the best of Ron. <laughs> um i'm sure you will identify with this statement like i think so little about the idea of harry and hermione possibly being together that i think it's just like ludicrous that Ron is jealous of them. I'm like, why? I don't get it. Why why are you being so dramatic about it? But then I do have to like remind myself, like other people are also thinking like, yeah, they're probably going to be good together. And like, it almost like makes more sense for Ron to have his like essentially meltdown about it. No. Yeah. I guess I under, but I do that too. Like when he jumped in in front of Harry to be the one to comfort Hermione, I was like, Ron, what are you doing? I was like, we're in Harry's head. Like Harry's never thinking about About Hermione like that. that. Literally never. Uh, It's sad for Ron that he doesn't know that. Like talk to each other, gents. Also, did the real Mad Eye say constant vigilance or was it the fake Mad? 
does he does he ever really say it that we hear I mean does he say it in the fifth one I couldn't I think so I, I think he says it in the fifth one when with he's the got hair the buttocks yeah 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 um but I think Hermione does make a really good point about like it is a double whammy with like you lose Dumbledore and then you lose Mad-Eye who's like supposed to be like the toughest or it's like we, that's really scary like and mm-hmm. I hadn't really thought about it because I'm like we're not that close with Mad-Eye like <laughs> like, like that's what I was saying before like yeah. I dad but it is significant I guess right and like anyone any one you know like for them certainly it is a trauma (laughs) yes yes um but my next note is yes call harry out on his bs when him when hermione and ron start like talking over him and they're like oh here it is here we go and she's like maybe i will bring hogwarts a history i'm like yes I love it. And they're like so ready. Yeah, it's so funny. Like I just keep picturing them like in Ron's room. Also did, I peeped that earlier. Ron was laying on his bed and Hermione was there just like packing very domestic. Ugh, Ron. Door closed. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But I just picture them like before Harry got there, like just talking about how, oh my gosh, we have to have a game plan for when Harry's going to do this. And Rod's like, oh, I know. I bet 10 galleons he does it before the wedding. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I, and Harry's like, you guys are like, clearly haven't thought about this. Like Harry hasn't thought about an iota of the things that. Yeah. Anytime Hermione says something, he's like, oh, I, I didn't think about that actually. Oh. Like, oh, yeah, I guess people would go after your parents and they can't protect themselves. Huh. <laughs> I guess you should stay back with them and it'll just be Ron and I. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll all die and so will the world. <laughs> um, poor Hermione with her parents. That must have been so hard when she says... And if I don't, the Wilkins don't have a daughter. Don't think they have a daughter. And if I don't make it, they'll be happy enough. And I was like, Oh my god! Yeah, like having to make that decision as a seventeen-year-old is just—it's can't imagine it. Nope. Um. What? is the function of a ghoul. <laughs> that was my rubber duck impression. of No, I, I, I picked up on. I like, what up. is it? Why do they have one? What do you do with a ghoul? Yeah, I was thinking that too. I'm like, it's not like a pet dog. It's not like a crop. Why do they have a ghoul? They don't that? treat it like a pet. <laughs> <laughs> when Ron said, and he's going to move down there to my room. <laughs> I think it's he's exciting. looking forward to it. I was like does anyone go up there apparently there's a smell like I thought ghouls were kind of like ghost like almost no I think they're like I'm gonna look it up a yucky gobliny thingy like how did they end up with one and I guess there's not much you can do if you get one I know <laughs> comes with the house I don't I don't know 
Okay, so like traditionally, it is kind of like a ghost, an evil spirit or phantom, especially one supposed to rob graves and feed on dead bodies. Ooh. A person morbidly interested in death or disaster. But let me look up ghouls like in Harry Potter. Yeah, because this is what it looks like when I'm pick- getting it. Yeah. Yuck. It's like a zombie demon. That's what it looks like. So in Harry Potter, it just says, like, they tend to live in attics or barns of wizards and witches. They are relatively harmless creatures, and they are just seen as nuances because of the noise they make. They're relatively, like, dim-witted and live off bugs and other house pets. So I guess it's just, like, having... Bugs and other house pets? I guess it's, like, having a, like, a rodent or something, or, like, a bat in the attic. That's a huge rodent. (laughs) Apparently, there's a task force to remove ghouls from muggle houses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we should have read Gadding with Ghouls by Gilderoy Lockhart. We should, except for who who would we give the credit to? Don't want to give money to um, Gilderoy Lockhart. We'll get the footnotes, the uh, spark notes. Oh my gosh. And then when <laughs> now uh, Ron is calling Harry out on his lack of tact. Like, Harry, you know that you're tactless when Ron is calling you out, which was my note. And then Harry's internal monologue said exactly that. And I was like, that's pretty funny. What a read, Harry. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, I know... I get that I'm being kind of nitpicky and like, this is the book, but (laughs) um, I just was thinking like, there's no way, like, I guess like IRL that the, that the the death eaters and Voldemort wouldn't have just killed the Weasleys. Like when they're like, they would have been killed. Like, I feel like everyone where they knew where an order member was living and they could break through those, uh, enchantments are like being yeah. killed like it's un- it's almost unrealistic that they're just like we're just gonna monitor them like right and I mean unless they were really they were expecting Harry to come back and they were but I don't understand why they wouldn't take them to ma- the manor and use them as like ransom or something yeah it does you're yeah. right it doesn't really make sense I thought I had that same thought yeah. but like I'm also obviously fine with it and I know that's more of just like uh we're we're in the confines of the story here right and I guess there I mean there is something to the fact that I think that maybe she tries to explain it away by being like they're not trying to kill like pure bloods or even half bloods like they want to yeah like keep the wizarding like um they want to have someone to rule yeah so um i guess there's that but kind of yeah that's all yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense i i just kind of ignore it yeah (laughs) um my note says spattergroit sounds awful tbh hope no one actually gets that in real life love that callback though to the healer telling ron he had it that's better um does harry not understand that no one could stop him if ron and hermione were the chosen one and had to go on this mission i i'm sorry my notes are like behind but 
it needed to be said again. Like, come on, Harry. Like, also, what is your plan? Like, again, we've been talking a lot about like, what's the plan? And like, if he really went by himself, what would he have done? He doesn't even have like anything prepared. Like he doesn't even have a tent like Hermione has. Like, yeah. Like he Um, just hasn't thought about anything. He just wants to be a martyr. I get it. He he feels like he has to say that stuff, but I know. just calm down. <laughs> just stop, okay? Like, let's use a little bit of logic. I know that's yeah, not your normal MO. Such. <laughs> the sorting hat lied to you when said, you know, could be in Ravenclaw. <laughs> Who? Who? I'm pretty sure that Ooh. happens. Or he says, like, not in that bad mind either. Not not for Ravenclaw. <laughs> not even a little bit. Honestly, that is, I think it's really irresponsible that an Accio worked on these books about Horcruxes, truly. I mean, Dumbledore did it on purpose, though. Yeah, but I, I oh, and then I had, never mind. But what if any other student was like, I want to know about Horcruxes today? Shit out of luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, one time I would like Hermione to be right when she says it could be a she. Like, can we just have one mysterious person actually being a she? Like, instead of just getting that line. <laughs> Ron's like, R.A.B. He probably did this. And she's like, it could be a she. JK Rowling hates women. It's never fact. Um, I think it's really intense that remorse for what you've done is the only way to like combine your soul again and then it might kill you. But then I'm thinking the only people making a horcrux must be like a sociopath. So like, who is that makes a horcrux is trying to, like, combine their soul again? Who feels that remorse? Because they say, I'm not seeing Voldemort do that. And I'm sitting here like, I don't think so. Because I don't think he, like, knows what remorse is. <laughs> well, yeah, certainly Voldemort. I mean, I kind of felt like the remorse thing was not enough. Like, I'm a proponent of restorative justice. Like, you have to restore the harm that you've caused and you killed somebody and you need to do something for that family. Like it shouldn't just be like, you feel really bad. Like that's still kind of selfish. (laughs) Yes. But I think that it's because (laughs) you're a good person. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, Like, you still have to feel remorse, but it has to be and something else. I think for anybody who does the killing, it, it's selfish, but I do think it would be painful enough that if you genuinely felt the remorse the way you would want to, you'd want to dedicate your life to like helping that family. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's the start of if you're feeling it the way you should be feeling, then you should be like trying to atone the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? I don't think the person that is making a horcrux is going to ever have the like amount of remorse that a good person would have so it doesn't matter 
Now, if you could murder a bad person and split your soul, then I could see how that person, for example, um, spoiler alert for the show Good Girls, (laughs) um, a character kills like this gang boss who is like making her life and other people's lives hell because he basically put her in a position to kill him or a cop and she shoots him. And then she spends the beginning of the next season like making sure that his son gets into soccer and like befriending uh, the mother of his child. And she's, she's like riddled with so much guilt about shooting this guy even though he was like a terrible person um yeah so I feel like her horcrux soul is she obviously wouldn't be making a horcrux that's what I'm saying I I don't think it's like a a circle here but yeah I would like to see some numbers on how many people have ever made a horcrux and then how many people ever came back from that like well, okay, I think a good example, ooh, wouldn't this be fascinating? I know we don't, we know this is not true, but I feel like potentially um, the Bloody Baron could have, I think potentially the Bloody Baron could have made a horcrux when killing the Grey Lady. And then he would have felt so much remorse that that could have killed him. Yeah, that's true. That's a good, that's a good example. I just feel like we already, we said this before, like the number of people that have made horcruxes must be like so few in the entirety of like life. Um, And then like, and then people can come back from it. Like, it's just such a small pool of people. Yeah, I agree. Um. I, I'm to um, the house guest's arrival. Um, I had a sassy note for Harry. Um, <laughs> I don't think Harry ever reads these Horcrux books that Hermione procured, and maybe he should. I agree. <laughs> I don't know what you know else they Hermione need to know about them. the Horcruxes, though. Like... I just, there's all those nights that they're hanging out in that tent with no plan. Like, at least read the book so you, maybe it'll, like, you know, motivate or something. Yeah, maybe it'll make you think of, it'll bring something up. No, maybe I'm with you. remind you of, like, one of the memories you saw. Maybe. He doesn't, yeah. but. <laughs> what if you and Hermione get separated? Like, maybe you need to have some of that knowledge. He's like, if me and Hermione get separated, then I'm dead so gonzo anyway. Um, I love plump, odd couple, um, uh, Mr. Delacour and Mrs. Delacour. I think it's so cute. Um, I do have two more notes on the Horcruxes. I just flipped my- Oh no, you're, you're okay. Um, in theory, could they just AK each of the Horcruxes? I think no. I've asked this before. No. But, like, that's how Harry's is. Um, but technically, Harry's can be healed by magic. Harry's Horcrux? His shield. 
<laughs> technically the AK can be stopped by magic. I also think Avada Kedavra is similar to um, to the other killing curses and to making a horcrux, like intent is everything. I think even if they wanted to kill that horcrux more than anything, they don't have enough like hate in their soul. Yeah, so I don't think an they effective can do Avada Kedavra. I don't think they could actually do it, but I was just wondering like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think so. In your back pocket. I kind of think they could. I think you could, but I'm fine with us not agreeing on that topic. <laughs> it just feels weird. Like, I guess, I guess I'm desensitized to Avada Kedavra. Like, it is an unforgivable curse. But for me, we hear it so much that I'm like, that seems too easy <laughs> to kill a horcrux. Yeah. Um, and then I just like that it's included in here that um, being close to it doesn't mean like touching it. Like right. that whole, it's more than just touching it, but it is interesting that they all do feel the side effects um, and IDK how Harry is okay living in a, with a horror guys, which I know we've discussed that multiple times, but. Yeah, this boy is, look, I'm just saying fifth book, he's going through a lot. And I don't blame him for his attitude because that Horcrux alone puts you in a bad mood. Harry's downright cheery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is some nice foreshadowing. Double, double Horcrux on Harry, though. Not yeah. a good look. <laughs> Not good. Okay, now I'm at the Delacours. That was actually my last name. Oh, Really? Yeah, I guess I didn't have very much about them. I just said, love it. <laughs> I just think they're so fun and cute. And Arthur not being immune to the Viola charm and Molly being like, you better correct yourself. Eyes boy. up here. Eyes up. <laughs> and uh, Jenny being like threatened by an 11 year old excuse me like Gabrielle is like batting her eyes at Harry and Ginny's like I will cut you bitch <laughs> like she's 11 years old if Harry is falling for her fluttering eyelashes he has his own issue Ginny's only flaw is her essentially prejudice against Vilas. <laughs> she hates them I think it's funny I genuinely think it's funny that she has this flaw. I I think it makes sense. She's I just I don't know. She's like they're not. It's not there. It's cheating. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, hoggy, hoggy, Hogwarts. Teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. I did actually have a quiz question. Ooh, what are the assumed aliases of the Weas or of the Grangers. Oh, um Wilkins is their last name, right? Yeah, do you remember what their first names were? Um I think this is a good quiz question. Like this is this is a good trivia question. I was thinking about it too and then I forgot their names. <laughs> I, I don't know. Their, I don't, yeah, I think they're funny too. I can't remember. Wendell and Monica. Yeah, Wendell and Monica. Yeah, yeah, Wilkins. Yeah. Such muggle names. Yes. What points did you give it? I gave this chapter 80 points. I did 60. 
yeah, like it's a fine chapter. I like it. I think all the information about Horcrux is extremely important. That's how it got bumped up to 80 for me is that like, I think it's a really necessary chapter. And even though I'm annoyed at Mrs. Weasley, I love the time that we're at the burrow and I love these like sweet little moments between Harry and Jen. Yeah, Um, I really, I'm here for the burrow, like hominess for like the last time. Yeah. One last time. No. (laughs) (laughs) But my rat is uh, Molly. Same. My champ is Hermione because she had to do a lot and she is doing a lot. I like in my heart, I'm giving it to Hermione, but I am giving it to Ron because I was really proud of him. <laughs> yeah. Doing some good work. Yes. We, I'm very proud of Ron too. And I had a hard time coming up with a tattoo, but then I decided like the burrow would be fun, like a cartoony <laughs> version of the burrow. Um, I would get Sirius's motorbike. Oh, that's cool. That's badass. Yeah. Wow. Another chapter, another day. Another chapter, another destiny. Okay, I straight up forgot about this next chapter. The will, chapter seven. The will, you forgot about the will and testament of Albus Dumbledore? I never forget that because I love the way. (laughs) <laughs> that the guy does it in the movie. <laughs> it's so <laughs> Ronald Billius Weasley. Um, such a the soul, I mean, as the sword of Gryffindor was not his to give. <laughs> it's he such a juicy like, chapter, though. Bill Nye just does like a f- hilarious performance. It's so good. Um, yes. Well, we'll see you next time. Stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum.